Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to come before you this evening. Father, today I would like to speak about the field, and the grass, what they mean in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven. There's a verse in Zechariah 10, verse 1. It says, in this time, in other words, the time of the latter rain, it says, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing, uh, flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. To understand that parable, that the Lord is that is written here in Zechariah, as, uh, as he's recorded. First off, we know that rain is the pouring out of the blessing of the Lord. It's it's like the in Zechariah, or excuse me, Ezekiel thirty six, when he says he will sprinkle water upon the remnant, and he'll remove from them the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. What does that mean? And that is the the rain. Sprinkling out of the water, understand that rain can come in many forms. It only takes one drop of water from the Lord to enable us to enter the kingdom and understand all things. He's going to sprinkle them with water. Likely he'll sprinkle them with seven drops of water maybe. I don't know. But the fact of it is the the latter rain is the seven spirits. And the seven spirits make known his words. Tells us in Ezekiel, I'm mean, excuse me, Proverbs one twenty three that when wisdom calls out her words, he says if he will hear those words and turn, she will, or he will pour out his spirit on us and cause us to know his words. See, that's what the spirit is. The spirit, is that example of pouring out the spirit upon them, is a desire. The water represents the first, first spirit. It is representing the idea of us desiring to have the Spirit hover over us and cause us to be guided into coming to understanding of the words, coming to the knowledge that there are words of wisdom, so that we will then seek understanding of how to enable these words of wisdom so that they enable the good works of God, that the good works that do all these things bring forth the good works, the promises of God. Now, let's, let's just summarize quickly something that's important to understand a basic principle. The basic principle is that God tells us that in Isaiah 55 that his thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways and higher than our thoughts. We all know that all thoughts and all things we do are framed in a foundation of words. They can be described in words. Therefore, the words of God are higher than our words and they are uh, able to do greater works than our words. So we should want to understand them in the higher way because God clearly uses, he doesn't change his way and he speaks in words of the earthly languages, yet his language is pure and it's above ours because in John 3.34 it tells us that his words are filled with the full measure of the Spirit of God. That sets them apart from us and it required of us 
by Jesus in John seventeen seventeen. He says, require, to, he's praying to the Father, and he says, require of us that we must be set apart by truth, which is God's words, because his words never fail. They always never come back void, but they go out and do the work that they were sent out to do, Isaiah 55, 11. We're going to be judged by those words, John twelve forty eight in this day of judgment. So he's saying, when he's saying, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain, that's exactly what he's trying to get us to understand, that he's willing to pour out the Spirit on us to guide us to know his words. And he'll guide us to understand him in the way of the full measure of the seven spirits. Now let's go to the next part. It says the Lord will make flashing clouds. It says that his truth reaches under the clouds. His clouds are the carrier of the water, the carrier of the word. They frame it's like the words frame the ability to have the understanding, to have the right to receive the words of God, the spirit of God that makes known the words of God. But that cloud is like the spirit hovering over us, hovering over the face of the water so that we will be guided into truth. Flashing always means that his word is in power. And it's also lightning is the fact that it's ready immediately to help us. Flashing clouds. Flashing clouds means the word is ready to be poured out on us, the spirit that makes known the words. A cloud is symbolic of that. Then he says, the next part, he says, he will give them showers of rain because his words cannot be learned in a download. They go line by line, precept upon precept. An interesting view of how this is, you remember that Solomon was given wisdom and understanding. And the people would sit around his throne and they would just sit and wait and wait and wait to hear him make rulings, to hear him teach. Because every time you speak in the way of the words, God reveals it so you receive it like another nugget. Otherwise, you can understand this word today and tomorrow he'll add on to it. So you have even greater understanding how to utilize that word to enable good works to the Father. That's why he tells us in Hebrews 10, 34 to 24 to 31, he's telling us there to gather together and stir up love and good works. We don't love each other. We don't love God unless we hear his words and keep them. John uh, 14, 23 to 24. The the Father says it even better. He says in in John 8, 47, the Lord says that the Father, if if we will not hear his words, we don't have his words, we're not of the Father. So how can we enter the kingdom of God in the day of judgment when we're being judged by the words if we refuse to receive them, we refuse to seek them out and aren't willing to sit around and listen and hear and grow every time? They sat around Solomon's court, read it in the scriptures. They sat around because of the wisdom he had. What was his wisdom? His wisdom is in the words of God that he learned to speak, that he heard. It's like in Proverbs 4, when he sat on his mother's knee in front of his father who taught his words every evening in his house. And what would happen? It said there that what, what would happen is that David told, told him that get wisdom and all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is a principal thing. What is the principal thing? Words of wisdom. God has been calling out, telling the people through prophets and everybody else, many people, to get the words of wisdom. But nobody's seeking out what are those words of wisdom. What are they? He created all creation by the words. How can we going to understand the scriptures, the creation, if we can't understand those words? That's a problem. Look at Luke twenty-four, forty-four, and 45. After 
he made the words known to the disciples because after the cross, he had the ability, because he had paid the price for his blood, to pour out the Spirit upon them. And then they were able to receive the words, and he was able to cause them to understand the Scriptures that are written in the, poor lang- the pure language of God. We read it in the earthly languages, but if we read it in the language of the pure language of God that's explained within the Scriptures, we would learn the greater works and how to enable them to overcome the world. And we would learn that the devil has no power over the words when they're spoken in a pure language. It told us in Zephaniah 3.8 that once he comes and separates the people into his kingdoms of light and darkness, then he's going to cause them all to walk into in one shoulder in a pure language. The righteous will walk in a pure language to do good works and enable good glory to come on the earth. The wicked will walk in the pure language to receive their plagues because they will not be authorized to speak the words, will have no authority over the words, and they will be examples of those who rejected the words who are forced to walk in the punishment of the fire of those words. It goes on. The next part is what I want to talk about tonight. It says, grass in the field for everyone. What is grass? What is field? What's it have to do with the rain in the latter days? He tells us in 1 Peter one twenty four. it says, Because all flesh is grass, and the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away. Please understand that that's telling us a very major clue of what grass is all about. If we know what grass is, then we can begin to assume what the field is. Grass is the blessing of God that's given to us each day. Grass is symbolic of that. In other words, he's always prepared each day what we should know and what we should do. If we keep his way each day, we will find the fullness of that grass and he will water it and it will grow. That grass is the works that he pulls out from heaven, the answers for the the knowledge we need to know in those times. If we are steadfast and we begin to feed the seed of the grass, it'll grow. If we keep it in the way of the kingdom, it'll grow. If we do not water it by getting the rain from God, the, the, in other words, this, the, every day we should want to know how this word or that word or this work or that work separates us from the world. How do we set apart from the world so that we become strong in the kingdom of God and we are able to help the creation at this time? Remember it says in Romans that the creation is, is waiting for the rise of the sons of God. The sons of God in John 10, 34 to 37 are those to whom the word comes. They receive the inheritance. He tells you in John 5, 24, that if we will receive and hear the words of the voice of the Lord and believe in the Father, his promises of good works, that his words will never fail because Jesus speaks the Father's words. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. But John 5, 24 says if we will do those things, what happens? He says, you'll have everlasting life. It means you're a son of God. You've got the inheritance. If You cannot have an everlasting life promised you without you owning the inheritance of the kingdom. In other words, you have the full right to it as long as you've kept it. And he says, you'll pass through these judgments. Why? Because the devil cannot come after. He has no ability, has no authority over truth, over the words of God, John seventeen seventeen. We need to understand that. The flesh, our body, is symbolic of that. We always do the makeup. We do every other kind of thing we do, but we do not take care of the body. 
people wash the outside, the skin, and so forth, and, and so on, but we've not taken care of the inside of the body because we have failed to believe in the promises of God and keep his ordinances. His ordinances is that he prepared the good food. He heals. He controls the womb. He does all those things, but we have, man has, inter- has interfered with all of those things and will not keep the way of God. And we've introduced, you know, glyphosate and everything to destroy our body, create diabetes, all these kind of things. We've allowed all that to occur in our lifetime. They're spending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars every year to, to uh, fill the air all over the globe, all over the world. It's not a globe, but all over the earth with these chemtrails that are pouring out toxins. It is not climate exchange problems are hiding the fact that they are destroying the earth, destroying our, our lives, destroying our health, all of that, even destroying our food supply, our herbs, the animals, the rest of it, the fish, all of it. That is the goal of the devil and his people because they want to kill 7 billion people and restart the earth and they think they're in control. It's not going to happen. God has already taken, Satan's already been cast down to the earth all of his dominions are here. They're not in the second heaven anymore. They're here from 2003. The minute the words came, Revelation 12 tells us they were the kingdom came, the authority to receive the word, Zechariah 14.7, the light entered the world with the beginning of the evening of the day of the Lord. When those words were first called out, began to be called out, then that, the light has come. And that was when the, the devil was cast down at that same time because God would not give us wouldn't send a devil down here if we didn't have the words to protect us. But if we don't have the words, we have no backing. The devil will bring his soldiers against us. He'll bring his chemicals against us. He'll bring his deceit and and he'll change, you know, put things in your mind and everything else because he's able to do this. The demons will do this in this time unless you're protected by the words that enable you not to worry about those things and walk in peace. God that tells you in Revelation twelve seventeen that the devil sixteen he says the devil is um, leaves those alone that walk in the way of the wilderness, and he tells us that those who have, that are have the testimony of the Ten Commandments and testimony of God, they they know the Ten Commandments and they know the testimony of God that God gave His blood the Lord gave His blood to free us from our sins. That's not going to protect you from the devil. You have to hear the words of his voice, which is an inheritance, which makes you a son of God that the devil has no power against. Because you have wisdom and understanding, and you understand the limits of the devil and understand what he can and can't do. When you have that strength, the demons can harm you. This, the demon spirits of the people will have to run away. They're going to have to back away. And God will bring you through these times. He says he'll pass through these judgments, just like he passed through the crowds. Now, the grass is your daily things. That's why the flesh is like that. What's he going to do in Zechariah fourteen twelve when he brings the plagues upon these people? He says it's going to destroy their flesh. That's the symbolism of grass. You know, grasshoppers are interesting either because God looks down and he sees us like grasshoppers. We always want what the other person's got. The Queen Elizabeth has taken over the ownership of all the gold and silver. She wants your gold and silver. They've stolen it. They have stolen it. The Crown Trust have stolen it. And people have worked with them to allow them to do it because all of them got a benefit from it. All of them get a portion of the taxes collected. All of them, the elite, do that. 
all of them can avoid courts, even though they act like they go to court and some of these other things. They cannot be put down in their legal system. But God's system, they will be punished because he's going to punish them with the plagues of Zechariah 14.12. Their flesh, their grass. It's like your hair is like grass. You know, he tells us in Matthew 24 to come off the roof. You know, the, the, in other words, of that house, we, we need the, the roofing is like the house. The roofing of a house is like the grass. It is to receive the knowledge each day. If we have put his words on the door frames, it'll receive knowledge. If we have not done these things, if we are not keeping the way of the words, then the, the, the word comes and quickly it goes away. Miracles come and quickly they fade away. Our health is destroyed and all these things. We need to be zealous to seek out the knowledge of the kingdom of God and wait on him because he's coming with healing in his wings. Those are waiting. Those are waiting because he's coming as a son of righteousness. And those who are looking for the son, looking for the righteousness, in other words, in the morning, the Lord says in Psalms forty-nine, fourteen, he's going to give the dominion to the upright. And we're in the first year of the morning of the day of the Lord. Now, remember that he also said here in that first part of that, um, he says, ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. The time, as I've explained from the book of Revelations, a time is seven years. And the time is the Lord reigns over the earth now. He's been reigning since the winter time, But his actual time, that was the season of the winter. It's at a season and time in, in Daniel 7, 11 to 12. He took the dominion away from the world, the fifth beast kingdom. So they have, they're operating right now with no authority of dominion. You don't have to follow them. You follow the Lord at this time. You do not follow them. And the Lord will bring you through these times and he'll protect you and he'll bring all these troubles to an end, even the abortions and all these other issues. But we have to now trust him and and ask of him and recognize him. We gotta, it tells you in Daniel 9.24, we have to anoint him as king. We have to make reconciliation for our sins and we have to appoint, understand what our sins are. Our sins are we're not recognizing him as king in a time that he is king. It's now the morning of the day of the Lord and he is king. And we should be following him and seeking his advice and ignoring the things of the world while we're watching this. Now, the field is unique. Of course, the grass grows out in the field. But the field, and then there's the earth. The earth, he, he layered all of our substance in the earth from on day three. He created all the substance in the waters, which is the storehouse of God. It's outside of the firmament. The firmament was put together in the middle of the of the waters, a sphere called the waters. The firmament is a pyramid. And the earth is in the fourth heaven, in other words, the lower heaven uh, at this time. We, we, it's the first heaven. And the second heaven was shadow of death. It's now empty. The third heaven is paradise. And the fourth heaven is the, is the capstone. And the capstone is actually setting within the fifth heaven, which is God's heaven. And the interesting thing about the God's heaven, it's surrounded by clouds, whereas the firmament is hardened like cast iron mirrors. It's hardened. It's not made in rows of bricks like the pyramid and the dollar bill, which shows you 13 rows of bricks. That's man-made. They're trying to make their own pyramid. They're, they're claiming the right to sit as God because they're trying to build their own kingdom. But God has already destroyed their leader, the devil, and he's going to perdition. People just don't want to believe it, but it tells you that in Revelation 12. He's already judged and going there. You're following a, a flawed leader, but he wants to destroy as many as he can to take them down with him. Now, 
the field represents something. It is your field, for example. Your field is, there are many discussions. There's a, a field of the valley. There's a field of zone. There's different kind of things. But your land is kind of considered your field. It's actually wherever you are. You're in a city, for example. And that is your field. You know, what it means, the field means this. The field means this is the place that God has provided the substance for you. The field moves. If you move from one city to another and you're following where God has led you to go, your particles are moved there by God supernaturally. Remember that he put us into the earth, uh, Psalms 139, 15 to 16. We weaved, wove our parts, our substance in the earth before we were had any days. Any of those things that were already woven in the earth. That's from way back when in the day of the creation. We were all created at the same time. That's why there is no such thing. A seed that enters the womb is a child. No other way about it. It's, it's, not, it's from the moment the seed is there. And God talks about Abraham's seed. What do you think it is? You think it's not a seed, a person? His seed. God has already appointed them. From the beginning of time, he made them aforehand. Because he blessed us then. He told us in Isaiah fifty one sixteen. He spoke over all of us during the days of creation. We were all there in substance form. And God appointed, numbered the host and called them by name, which is the work of the kingdom there to do. So your field is the blessings of God that he's provided for you. And it, it's likened to the grass. It comes up every day. Every day it's coming up. But how much is wasted? How much is not fertilized? How much, you know, because God created all kinds of good works for us and blessings and so forth. And that's what's burned away like the sun burned it away, dried up and perished in the field. We don't even see any of that. But you remember, if you want to understand the field, it's very interesting. Go back and look at Genesis 24 and Isaac. Every evening, what did he do? He walked in the field. What happened with Isaac? He walked and the Lord tells us in Job I think it's uh, 12.8. It says, or speak to the earth and it will teach you. Yes, the field is part of the earth. But it's your field. Where you walk. When, when, when God gave the blessing to Abraham, he said, this land is yours. That's your field. That, that whole land is yours and your generations. He says, walk to the end of it. To the, he told him where to go and he said, walk that. See, Isaac walked that land. He understood what his father did, but he was walking the land, the the field. Because when he walks that field with your feet and you're meditating on God, like it says in uh, Genesis 24, he was doing. He was meditating on the knowledge of the words of God, allowing the Lord to teach him. Speak to the earth and it will teach you. So he walked and meditated. And because his feet did that, because he walked in faith and understanding the knowledge of that, his fields, what what happened to him? You go look at the, the scriptures. It says that he would produce a hundredfold greater than all the other people because he had the wisdom and understanding and his fields flourished because he spent the time to seek out that knowledge with God. And the field is one of those. God has prepared everything in the earth. And he knew that. He's asking the Lord how to bring these things forward. What does he need to do? How do I plant? How do I do these things to bring it forth? And he meditated and he was patient and he did it every evening. Walk with the Lord in these things and understand that God has prepared everything you need. Our job is to understand 
what is good for us in the eyes of God, what makes our grass begin to flower? What makes trees that grow up out of that field to be plentiful? What makes them give great fruit? Remember what the Lord said? He prepared the land of Israel. It didn't matter that they weren't there. They were in slavery because he knew he was going to be there. But he caused the land to grow even from those other people working. But he had it prepared for his people. But they lost that great blessing. You don't read about when they got into the land. Yes, it was good. The land of milk and honey. It was, it was blessed. But when they went with the first time, the fruit was so gigantic it was unreal. They lost all those things. There was a lesser blessing going in, it seems. Field is that. And you can understand the field in an interesting case. And I could talk about the field and, and we'd learn something every day, I think, if we talked about the field because the field is a marvelous thing. We just don't understand the greatness of it. But I'm going to try to take you back up here to something interesting. When you go to Psalm 78, 12, it reads this way. Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zone. The field of Zone. What does that mean, really? You see it several times. You're going to see it in Isaiah 19, 13, and Isaiah 30 and 4, and Isaiah 30, 14. Uh, Isaiah 19, 11, also I forgot. But he's talking about, in Isaiah 19, 11 to 13, he talks about the, how the priests and so forth put fear in the land of Egypt and how the, 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 the Lord shamed those priests, shamed those people in the, in the field of zone. Field of zone. He even put fire there, remember, all those things, all the plagues and everything. See, the interesting thing is they... People of Egypt at the time when when uh, Jacob went there and and the time uh, when Moses, it was the um, you know zone was built seven after, seven years after Hebron and Philistine they say in Numbers thirteen twenty two. It's important why seven years and so on. We need to understand this, uh, but I'll get on that another time. But what it is is this city was important because the Hyksos people of Egypt the Hyksos. And people argue about the timing and so on. But the the word um, zone to them um, means um, a stronghold. But if you break it down into the Hebrew, the way they interpret it, the, the, the verb part of it, it they, they use the word zone, it means to, to move, uh, to, to actually be caused to... Um, move about or you know so on what it's talking about is exactly what i'm talking to you about see they were in the area of zone and it's likely even possible that the the they used the uh, the slaves of egypt the, the the israelites to greatly build that city up while they were there they were doing many buildings but they were in that land of zone it's like um, it's the northern part, is the northern capital, they say, of Egypt at that time. But that's where the pharaoh was. But there's something very interesting about it. The sages record, and Joseph, Josephus records, that this was uh, called uh, the shepherd kings. And you know what, what's true about this is very interesting. That is a biblical translation, a way of the work of the word that's going on there. They're moving about, it says. 
the kings of Egypt were going out at that time and they were conquering the world at that time. They were powerful. But they were destroyed by God. But there were shepherd kings. What does a shepherd do? The shepherd goes out and teaches the word. Supposed to go out and teach the words. So they were teaching their own words and their ways, and they became more evil and more evil and more evil. So that they became hardened of heart, and they wouldn't let the people of Israel go. And God heard their pleas and went to get them. And they were being terrible with the people of, uh, of Israel in Egypt. So they were shepherd kings. The field of zone. The field of zone is interesting. He says that field, it, what it's saying is during the time that God brought the Israelites there, that they could have been blessed by learning the knowledge of the words. They rejected the knowledge of the words. And they went after the knowledge of the world, which is exactly what the church of today is doing. God has caused the words of God to be made known, but the people are chasing more and more after the world, getting grants, getting you know 501c3s, building these gigantic churches, and dealing with the leaders of the world where God has told them, don't do this. Revelation 18, 1 to 4. Don't do this. Acknowledge your sins of the idols you put in your nation. Acknowledge how the, the sin is getting greater and greater and greater of the people. The Lord said we'd all be caught in a snare today and we're all chasing after a pagan fiat currency that means nothing and doing nothing about it. Even though the Lord is reigning at this time. They should be gathering together and praying out to the Lord this to, to cause them to be uh, set apart from the world into his kingdom at this time, as we're in the summer harvest at this time. We need to understand that God is going to cause the field of the wicked to be burned up. There will be no provision. They'll have nothing. But the, those who set themselves apart by truth at this time, their field is going to go no matter where they go. When he guides them or causes them to go somewhere, fruit is going to grow up overnight. He says he'll bring up the food that is needed as the people are sent. He will provide. It's like he did in Egypt. Wherever they went, they had famine. I mean, they had manna in their field. Wherever they were, that field had the manna. That had the, it was the food of the angels. It allowed them to learn the knowledge of truth that they would apply themselves. It's a bread of instruction, desire to learn the knowledge of truth, but they would not. They were hard-headed. And they would not let the Spirit work. They didn't desire to know the knowledge of God. They wanted, because they had this gold and silver that God had given them when they came out of the world, come out of Egypt, they they wanted that as their crutch. They were willing to go back and you know, they could live gloriously in Egypt, they thought. Well, God had destroyed that with all the plagues and so forth. But they had the money to rebuild, hire slaves and all these things, and, and plant and so on. That's what I think was in their minds. Seems clear. But that's the field of zone. You know, the, the city was called the field of zones, but it was also called the town of Ramesses. Ramesses. It was the oppressor rebuilt and embellished it and probably forced the labor on the Hebrews. See, that this is the way the, the zone, they were, it moves about, but God took away. For the people of Egypt, God took away their blessing. The land was destroyed by God because of their sins. They follow the leader they shouldn't be following. And the people today are following the leaders of the world. The Crown Trust, Queen Elizabeth and Baron Rothschild, they control and own all the seas. All the nations are held accountable to them because they control the, the treasuries of the nations. And they control the World Bank and the Central Bank. And they are above the law. 
They've set themselves above the law. They have a sovereign nation of Washington District of Columbia. They have a sovereign nation of the city of England, a city of London, and they have the Vatican City and Paris. There's an area of Paris. These are sovereign nations that they've set apart to themselves and said that we who are of these nations are not accountable to your law. Nobody can bring them to justice, but God can. And he's ready to do that for the people. You have no hope of going to negotiate with Washington. Washington's not part of the United States of America, of, of the land of America. It's its own sovereign nation. We are nothing but slaves. End uh, of that thing. Even our birth certificate, since everything is really false, our live birth certificate is there. They own it, and, that, and we are nothing but considered to be walking dead to them. Truly, walking dead. If you go with the IRS tax code, it says all the the infants are brought in as dead estates. They aren't living. We aren't considered living to them. They are living. We are not living. The elite are the ones that have the right under their law system of being considered to be living. We are not. We're expendable. That's why they have no problem because they, under their divine law, we are all sinners. We transversed because from the beginning we did not require to grab a hold of and own the live birth uh, record. We got a birth certificate, which is just a seal, but it's not the live birth record. We didn't claim it and didn't take it, and therefore we don't own the child. And it goes on and on and on. It's a real mess, the whole system. But the field is that part that is God, God has prepared for all of us. We have to reclaim our land. We reclaim our land by repenting to God because he owns the land. He's taking ownership away from the world system and he's going to give it to, he'll give the fields to his people who set them himself by, apart by truth and wait on him. And he will drive them far away. But what's he do when he drives them far away? And he's old 220. He's, he says he's going to give people, you know, he's going to cause us to have food and land and so forth. God's going to do that. He's going to give it to the people. That's why he's talking about the field at this time. The field, the whole earth is owned by God, not the people of the world. He's going to give us dominion over a piece of land, our field. That is what he's talking about. The grass, you know, we, we said that we're like grass. We burn up and go. We would have green grass everywhere. See, green is the spirit of counsel. They have a spirit of lies. That's why they use green colors on a lot of their jackets and so forth. They, they're mocking God. Green is the counsel of the Lord. We desire to hear the counsel of the Lord, his instruction of what we should do. And he will give it to us. Blue is the might of God. But don't go getting the might of God until you get the green, the counsel of the Lord. Trust the might of God, the promises, but trust that he is given all authority of his words that create all this words, the power. See, power the, in, the, in the words of the king, the power is found, and Jesus is our king. We have to anoint him as our king. And then, we have the right to be under him and receive of his words. That's the way it is at this time. Zone is interesting because it's that the field of zone. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's like a moving. Wherever the people went, everything, the provision was gone for them. That was the field that they were set up in. That was the, the field the Lord prepared for them. He does that for each one of us. He's got our everything that he's made for us. It moves. It's ready wherever he takes us, if we've gone where God wants us to. Remember the Tower of Babel? What was the big battle about? They had the one pure language of God. 
But they also had their individual languages. He told us in the chapter before in Genesis 10, they had all the languages he'd given to them and he he wanted them to go all over the earth. But they refused. And they, they had the one language and they tried to misuse the one language. He just destroyed the people before the flood for the use of that one language. See, it's the knowledge of that language. It wasn't aliens that gave him all that understanding. The devil and his demons and so forth were twisting the words, but they were, it was God's words. They had the knowledge of the words from the beginning. They, it says right there uh, in Genesis uh, 4, at 26, I think it is, that man began to call on the name of the Lord, which is the words of God. Read Revelation 19, 11, and 13. So all those people before the flood had the knowledge of the words that does all the great works. That's why they under, they could make brass and copper and all these things before the flood. It came from the knowledge of the words that bring forth all these things and make known all the ways the works of God for the glory of God. But they were using it for evil and using it to take advantage and gain. And God had to destroy them all. Then we come to the Tower of Babel. This time he changes their languages. Their lips, he says, which means he changed their facial features and took away, confused their minds so they could not call upon the words of God. And it had to be brought back again. And it came back through Abraham. He began to teach the words of Abraham and start with one seed and grow it again, just like he started with Noah. But see, he brought Noah and his children. But then he had to take it away and start again with this. So he had Abraham. There were a few people there. I think I don't know if Noah was still alive, but Seth was. So we have this understanding of these things about the field, and I pray that that is helpful to you. And I pray that the the grass is helpful. We'll begin to begin to understand how to do these things, how to use the field. You have the great parable um, in Matthew thirteen, which is like this. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. That field, don't matter where you go, it's yours. If you buy the words of God, then in, wherever you go, that treasure, that blessing of God is going to come up for you. See, it's already there. But we don't live in the way of the kingdom. We are not sons of God because we refuse to receive the knowledge of the words of God. And therefore, that treasure doesn't come up to us like it should. We only get glimpses of it because he tries to bear witness and testify of it continually. So we see some miracles. We see some other things. But Jesus, wherever he went, healed everybody because he had authority over the words. And God is about to release his words with power to those who have prepared themselves by seeking him to receive the knowledge of his truth and obey John seventeen seventeen and Joel two twelve to 20. Lord, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your greatness. And I hope, Lord, that you will use this simple message, as poor as it is, Lord, that you will help people to come to understanding of your great words and your works. And, dear Lord, it's their inheritance. Dear Lord, you made all things by your word. You sustained all things by your word. And, dear Lord, the words are just words. But when they have the Spirit of God in them and the ability to unlock his promises, they become truth because their promises will never fail. They'll be done within the appointed time and within the way of those who have understanding. And as it says in Hebrews 4.12, your spirit searches the heart. It knows the intent of the heart. He knows if you're mocking the words, if you don't believe the words, if you don't have faith, it has all that, has all the knowledge of this. But if we walk in faith believing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we come with that understanding, we will grow 
and will gain in knowledge. But the people got to be willing to listen. They got to be willing to sit and hear. Dear Lord, it says, dear Lord, you'll cause them to know your words. And you said in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, you do not give your knowledge in a download. You give it line by line, precept upon precept. But they sat around Solomon and listened to try to learn the, the knowledge of truth. That's why the Queen of Sheba came. And she was greatly blessed. Everything that she wanted to know was taught and answered to her. Because, dear Lord, you cause knowledge to be made known as we need to know it. And as you speak to others, dear Lord, it begins to, to branch out and speak to more. Lord, we thank you for this. We ask it in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.